How much time till we're on? We're on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. With Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews for your Wednesday night. Hello, listener. Welcome to (laughs) the show. Uh, Hello to our listeners through the Super Radio Network. Seriously, there are millions uh, listening around Queensland, New South Wales right now through the SEN app uh, all over the world. I know there's a bunch of listeners in India as we get ready for the second test in Delhi. Uh, We'll get into that in just a moment. Hello to our listeners through the SEN Radio Network, SEN 1170 Sydney, 1620 Gold Coast, the fabulous SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, all those through the SEN Track Network as well. And as I said, the SEN app. You can get us on TikTok, Sports Day SEN, uh, and you can download the show uh, and grab the podcast. I can tell you right now, Sats has put in an amazing effort uh, in the show tonight, so you'll enjoy the uh, the podcast at the end because on the podcast, we're already finished. Mm. Uh, and of course, last laugh tonight, just quietly, which is the joke we finished the show with, you've mm. actually talked that up. You reckon it's one of the best? Well, I thought last night was was one of the best. I think, quite frankly, I've been really happy with myself quite frankly, this I've been week. Now, I knew that I had a high standard. I set a very high bar with the last laugh. Uh, in uh, before I went away for holidays, no, over no, Christmas no, break, no, 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 no. no, no. Then no, Badge no, took no. over, and he had to, he had to excel. He had to get. He took it to heaven. Well, he he went above. No, but, he took it to heaven. But I set, I set that bar really high, really low. And I think since, since coming back, I, quite frankly, I think I've been outstanding. Patro Severa, who was your uh, roommate at Origin, uh, will join us on the show, and I'm going to learn a little bit more about Redcliffe. He was a Redcliffe junior. He played, was played for the Broncos and of course the Panthers. Uh, we'll have a chat to him tonight. Let's talk about a charity footy game. One of the greatest front well. rows, not of the modern era, of all time, I think. Yeah. I think but when you talk about some of our greatest front rowers, he sits at the table. Well, let, let's, let's, say, let's find out who they are then. Former centre. He was a centre. When he was in Redcliffe. Imagine trying to tackle him as a centre. Mm. I know. Wow. He used to wear this, he used to wear this little uh, fibreglass arm guard because he broke his arm in 2000. Yeah. was, yeah. Missed out in the premiership. And um, he used to wear this little fibreglass uh, cast on his arm and he used to put it on after the linesman came in to check your boots and your, and your nails, mm. your fingernails. And, and he used to call it the rabbit killer because he used to whack you on the nose with it and break your Ooh. nose and your eyes used to water. And he's a great guy. Was that guy. allowed? No, it wasn't, but he got away with it because he's a nice guy apparently. He's the greatest guy. The uh, second test starts Friday. Catch it on SEN uh, stations or download the SEN app. Adam Collins, one of our commentators, will join us just after 7 o'clock uh, Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Live from Delhi, uh, there are some doubts over a couple of Australian players. He's been watching the net session today and there's a fair dinkum chance that Mitch Stark won't play this second test. That is a big loss if he, won't, uh, if he doesn't pull up for that. Also, talk green is very unlikely. And I'm hearing stories today, and I want to find out from Colo, I'm hearing Travis Head won't be brought back into the side. They could be going with three spinners. Will this be sticking with the plan they've always had and they don't want to deviate away from that? And and another hand would be that they don't want to make changes. They want to let the guys that failed in the first test to be able to revitalise and, and fight through it, whatever it may be. So 
It'd be interesting. I think, um, yeah, look, Andrew McDonald in the beginning of the week said we need to take 20 wickets. I'm going, hang on, we've got to get some runs first. Mm. Yeah. So maybe we're going in with it. I just, I still can't work out sats, and our listeners are smarter than us. So for, well, most of them, 0457 736 736. I just can't work out why we had Kuhneman rushed over to India. So not even a chance to go home. Get some clothes or anything like that. He was playing shield cricket in Melbourne. Chuck straight on a plane Sunday night. His mates had to bring him down some clothes from Brizzy. And then he's rushed. Why is he being rushed over? Oh, I can see why. Just to get him over to India as quick as possible. Get amongst the team. Whether he plays in the second test or not, we're not quite sure. Uh, but he needs to get into the camp. He needs to get be part of the team as soon as humanly possible. Mm. Trying to waste too many days. Um and just, just to get to understand, one, what happens on tour. Two, playing in the subcontinent and getting used to those conditions hard enough. The scrutiny, the media, the fans, whatever it may be. Get to know some of his teammates that he probably hasn't had a lot to do with. I can see the upside to why you would get him over there. But Sats. The only reason you would get him over there also would be it probably looks more likely that he may play in the second test. Well, that's what I'm saying. Mm. Because there's about 10 days between test two He's and lefty test two, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's 10 days between test two and test three. Mm. So unless they're, unless they're playing him in this, there's no reason to rush him over. Mm. So maybe they feel that they need the three spinners going. Because you'd assume Toddy Murphy and, um, and Lyon will keep their spots. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, we'll find out. We'll have a chat to Colo in around about an hour's time. Just uh, on the cricket, we've been <laughs> talking about I picked it up early in the week. Mm. And I've been talking about it all week. There's some buzzwords around Cricket Australia and it seems to be around being brave and proactive. Now, Jack picked up uh, the Andrew McDonald media release and his press conference. Yes. We had Carey and we also had, was it Cummins talking about being brave and proactive? And Alex Carey. And uh, so I said that, and Carey. Oh, yeah. So we've got, we've got some buzzwords around. It's a medley. We put a medley together. Well, and that, there is a, yeah, it's quite obvious that there is a, um, as part of their, I suppose, the sports psychology around preparing for the second test, they've obviously thrown in some some anchor words that they want that every teammate to be talking about, so they can be as positive as humanly possible. And any chance they get, they need to use these words. Or other players internally saying, "Who can get the most buzzwords out? Oh, Let's have a competition." Are, are they taking the P one double five out of the coach? No, I think they're just or got, out of us. I think they've got an internal competition going on. The players, not Andrew McDonald. But have a listen to the, the buzzwords that are being used by the players and coach. We, we weren't as proactive as what we wanted to be. We Proactiveness, braveness. You know, being brave enough to, to be proactive at the time. So. You're going to have to be brave to be able to get the field to, to the position you want, to be able to rotate the strike. And you're going to have to be incredibly brave to do that. And we're encouraging our players to play that way. One of them said you've got to be brave to be proactive. <laughs> what? We're on to something there. There's a medley. Oh... Is it a bit of a running joke internally? I'm not quite sure. Or have they been instructed when, when addressing the media and addressing the, the cricket fans that we need to use these words to make out that we're, yeah, we're on the right foot. We've recovered from the first test humiliation. We're getting into the second test and being as positive as humanly possible. So, mm. Yeah. Oh, just, you know what? Just go and score runs and take wickets. Just shut up and play. Just shut up and play, would you? Just... <laughs> I can't believe you have to be brave to be proactive. Yeah. Mm. That's ridiculous. We're doing that tonight. 0457 736 736. 
Uh, if you've got one, uh, send it through to us or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. You going to kick it off, Sats? I've got a good one for you, LeBron James. Recently, last week, we we saw all the uh, the celebrations around him becoming the all time scorer, uh, point scorer in NBA history. He was born exactly thirty eight weeks after Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who held the held the record, broke the all time scoring record in nineteen eighty four. So it's thirty eight weeks he was born after. Okay. LeBron broke it 38 years later and at 38 years of age. He did it on February 7, which is the 38th day of the year. Get out. He scored 38 points and his all-time scoring record on that night became 38,388. No way. That, that is – oh, it's not working for us. <laughs> isn't that great? Come on, there that's ridiculous. That's amazing, isn't it? I think it's rigged. It's set up. I think the NBA's rigged it. Absolutely. No, because he's got to be able to drop the shot first and foremost. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. You think they made the ring bigger just yeah. for <laughs> that one shot? What about the present? I still I still can't get over the presentation. Yeah. That happened post that. Mm. Like, let's just stop the game. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll stop the game for a half hour. We'll do a presentation. Hey, are you not doing first laugh tonight? No, not doing it. Why not? Well, I just think there's too much to get to, and it was taking the shine off last laugh. But we've got a text here yeah, from 912. Have you seen that? 912. No. Uh, go. Um, it's Brisbane Eel. Jason, you started strong and sounded like you took a happy pill but didn't last long. Boys, you are aware the run home team were laying into your last laugh segment. Oh, great segue there. Um, so they did. So our great colleagues on the run home with uh, on SEN. They're not that great. With... Uh, Joel and, and Fletch, and well, it was Joel, Fletch, and, Joel yeah. and Barney today. But Fletch wasn't there again. What's yeah. the go oh, with that? No. He's probably got a cash job somewhere. He's got to go be, try and be funny. Him and Heidi. A double bay. Yeah. Um, and so they had a bit of a go at your first laugh to open their show this morning. Now, they do that to obviously boost ratings. So they you did us. know about this. So we put this into a little package. I'm not playing it. Well, you've got to push the button. No, I'm not. Jack, can you... Little Jack, can you come and push the button, please? This is what Joel and, and Barney had to say. Now, I'm going to test this man out because he, he's a professional. We like doyens when it comes to this show. And about, uh, speaking of destroying mechanism, there is uh, a lot of Queensland listeners who are texting me about a particular mechanism that may need destroying. Listening to Sports Day during the week, and I was inundated, absolutely inundated with people talking about a particular segment, a brand-new segment by Boogie and Woogie, and uh, Jason Matthews come up with this. And, and you being the expert comedian mm. with such a deep background, which we're going to get into, I need you to, Gus Gould-like, break down this play-by-play. Play. So people just love this. Anyway, true story. Let's start off on a positive note. Okay. All right? First laugh. Yeah, yeah first laugh. True story. This, my wife uh, asked me to stop singing. Yeah, great. Firstly, no, you can't read no. it off your phone. You've got to just let it flow. Why, why do you do that? You read from a screen every night. I don't read from a screen. Mine is just in my mental it's Rolodex. It's a Rolodex. Yeah. Anyway, my wife asked me. We were in the car yesterday. And yeah. um, that Oasis song, my favourite song, Wonderwall, came on the radio. Yeah. She said, can you stop singing that? And I said to her, maybe. Maybe. You're going to be the one. No. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm glad you start with the show with that, actually, because it can only improve. <laughs> Okay, so if we freeze it right there, Barney. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. Um, 
<laughs> All right, let's revisit the confusing line. Yeah, um, yeah okay. A couple of things. First off, he's getting heckled from the start, yeah. right? Which it's, it happens in comedy sometimes. You, you're there and you, you do have... It's usually the same bloke. Right. Um, it's always the bloke who's sitting there. He's sometimes a bit drunk, but he's always thinking the same thing. He's like, I know that I'm a dickhead. Yeah. How do I let everyone else know? And then they just <laughs> shout stuff out yeah. at, um, at the comedians. And that's what's happened. He's been heckled right off the start. Um, try and stay away from the... Cl- like, true story this. As soon as you say true story, everyone's like, okay, he made this up. Um, the only other thing I'd say is punchlines have to be... Um, well, you don't... You don't want to have to explain it immediately nah. after. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I, you know, it's a good... Like, it had a lot of the elements yeah. of a joke. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? There's a setup, um, <laughs> not Almost a punchline. So, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a punch line. That was probably yeah. what, where you, oh, you, so you missed that. I appreciate Barney going easy on me there. No, he basically said you're a crap joke teller. No, I'm, I, but he did it easily. What he did it jo- softly. What Look about, at Jack hiding in the corner. What about what about Joel Sugar Cane? Yeah. Just throwing you under the bus. Oh, mate, I don't care. Mm. You know what it is? What? We're a threat to them. I no, I'm I'm hearing. I completely mm. concur. Mm. I mean, what do you do? You got a, you, you've got a, a show that's struggling. Yeah. That's on before us. Yep. You don't know when Fletcher's going to be there. Yeah. So obviously, Sugar's reached out. Scraped the barrel today mm. to try and find some content to fill a break. Yeah, and picked on his, on his fellow teammates. Yeah, you don't do that. No, you don't do that. We don't do that. No, you throw me under the bus. There's every no way in team. There's two an idiot. That's right. As we said last night. But you do start last laugh mm. every night with oh, true so story. I, this. Well, I'm a comedic genius, and we've had <laughs> listeners text that in, and so I might say to Barney, Barney, you're wrong. You're wrong, Barney. You sometimes can start with, actually, this isn't a joke. This is actually a true story. Because you let people's guard down then. Oh, this is going to be something serious. So there you go. Uh, thank you, uh, Brisbane Eel, for, for making me aware of that. Uh, what was I, I going to say? On what medical advice did the Australian cricket team receive to take Green and Hazelwood if they won't play now at least 50% of the tests? Where is Errol Olcott when needed? Or bring JL back? Yeah, I still can't. We we're talking about this off there, and I don't want to keep laying into the Australian cricket team every night. Oh, but really? No, but that's... <laughs> you do a really good job at it. No, but on behalf of cricket fans, I can't understand But if why... cricket te- fans officially come to you and said, we want you to stand on in your droves. soapbox... In droves. ...and be our spokesperson. They want me to stand in the mall every day and... and <laughs> no, but I'm telling you, why would you take injured players? Mm. Why well... Would, that, that can't play. Hopefully... Like I said last night, they want to try and get them right for while they're over there with all the, you know, the high performance staff and the physios and, right and whatnot. So, hey, we started talking about this last night. We're going to put together tonight the Kangaroos' best admitted thirteen, aren't we? Yeah. So the best players, and this was brought up by Sporty Gav, yep. wasn't it? And Sporty Gav, I think I'm just going to go to the text here. I think he may have already texted in his team. Is that is that him? Not quite sure. We'll get to it soon. But uh, who are the best players to be robbed of an Australian jersey? He came mm. up with the last year. He threw up. But what do you mean robbed? He threw up Steve Edge. I think that might have been Steve from Dubbo, actually. Might have been in the name. But what do you mean by oh, robbed? Uh, yeah, probably not robbed, but unlucky not to wear an Australian jersey. I'll throw one up right now. Jersey number 13, Lock Ford, Kevin Campion. Yeah, Never unlucky to play not for to play. Australia. Very unlucky. One was thrown up last night. Probably one of the, the, uh, the most popular. Kevin Horry Hastings. 
only played one or two origin matches and was one of the best players in the New South Wales Rugby League week in, week out, year in, year out. So that's what we're going to look for. Make sure you text in 0457 736 736. Who's a player that never got to wear the Australian jersey? But should have. But should have. It was just timing, right? There was someone much better in that spot. I'll go. I'll throw another one up here, listeners. David Peachy. Yeah, there you go. Wore an Australian jersey in the Super League year, but not many people count that as an Australian jersey. I do. I think if you get to be selected for Australia, but let's take Super League out of the equation. And um, I, I think David Peachy was very unlucky. Petro Sivanasiva joining us. He played shortly. plenty of tests in the Australian he did. jersey. It was your roommate for your one origin. Yep. When uh, you got taken over by who? Who was the bloke who took over from you in the Queensland Origin? He's bench? a bum with hairy legs and no sh- no shoulders. His name's Cam Smith. <laughs> Amounted to nothing. New segment coming up a little later on tonight as well. Do you want to hear the uh, the intro? Of the boys, the new guy Cohen has made. Are you ready? What's it called? LinkedIn Lotto. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for wow. LinkedIn Lotto. What's the bet this ends wow. up on Joel and Fletch tomorrow? Wow. What's the bet they steal this one as well? Wow. So what, what is LinkedIn Lotto, I hear you ask? It's Have you ever looked at I LinkedIn? I can't hear anyone asking that at all. <laughs> Mate, have you ever looked at LinkedIn, you've seen people and you've looked at the profile and their title, it's got, it's got nothing to do with their job? Like, it'd be really weird. Like, yeah. waste management supervisor. Yep. Or collect... Basically, you're a garbo. Yep. You know, there's nothing wrong with that either. But th- th- their titles are horrendous. I think what you've just said about garbos is horrendous. But anyway... I don't mean it towards... I'm just saying there's people out there who who put titles on the LinkedIn. So what Jackson will do later on, he's going to come into us and give us some t- actual titles of LinkedIn and us... And our listeners have to try and work out what that job is. Oh, okay. Rightio. Rightio. Okay. Yep. You got it? Yeah, I got we'll it. We'll do that a little later on as well. You can get involved anytime you like. 0457 736 736. Uh, before we go to the break, mm-hmm. got a text here from Mark. He's early. What's, that's ridiculous. Yep. Is, that's ridiculous. Is you guys talking about the Aussie team and the buzzwords they're using? Just forget about it. If they didn't do any media, you'd be saying we aren't hearing from them. They need to talk to us, the fans, about what happened. That's ridiculous. Come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> no, and you're right, Mark. I'm sorry. We won't do it anymore. I we'll... think as Aussies, what we would like is... The truth? Well, they're, they're talking the truth. We know that. And they know they're behind the eight ball and they're in a, a really the toughest country to win a, a test match in under the conditions. I suppose as Aussies, we like it when people say, you know what, we were, we were abysmal. In the first game, we understand it, we recognise it, and what we're going to do is we're just going to try and play our backsides, backsides off in the next test. We're doing that's all we want to hear to turn around the result. Brisbane Eel, just quickly, uh, Barney said later, Jason, you are a better straight man. Not sure if that's a compliment, but then bag Sats's joke wouldn't take it to heart from criticism from the second half of Professor and Barney. Anyone named after a purple dinosaur isn't worth noting. <laughs> Wow, that's not me. Yeah. Oh, I'm actually glad he went soft on me. Unlucky not to play for Australia. How about Joel Kane from the Brisbane Eel? Joel Kane, 2000. Oh, he was unstoppable, Sugar, mm. in 2000. Point scorer of the year. First year of the West Tigers. Uh, he was amazing. And Joel Kane actually has text in. He said, I'm picking holes on your LeBron stats. He was born 30 weeks after, 38 weeks after. Record broken. He broke it 38 years later and he was 38. It's all the same. Oh, come on, mate. Just I'm... worry about your own show. <laughs> Do 
See, yeah, that's honestly, written. when his kids need to go to sleep at night, do they say, Dad, can you come and tell us a story? <laughs> yeah. Rightio, this is uh, for Mark. Uh, we're going to take you to the break with some positive, up- uplifting um, words from the Australian cricketers. We, we weren't as proactive as what we wanted to be. We- Proactiveness, braveness. You know, being brave enough to... To be proactive at the time, so you're going to have to be brave to be able to get the field to, to the position you want to be able to rotate the strike, and you're going to have to be incredibly brave to do that. And we're encouraging our players to play that way. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Certainly is, Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here on your Wednesday night. Big show tonight, 0457 736 736 is our text number. Uh, If you want to shoot through some people, players, that were unlucky not to play for Australia Mm. in rugby league test matches, 0457 736 736. You've got a couple there, Sats? You have Mario Fennick from Fitzy. Well, his nickname was Test Match. He didn't play any Tests. Or no, was it only played the... a President's Thirteen match? Played Origin, of course, but missed out on on uh, Origin. Oh, sorry, Kangaroo selection. Kerrod Walters was the That's right. took over in '89, and his brother Steve took over from him. So he was always caught in between. Mario, I saw actually there was a game on Fox not long ago. It was remember they played the midweek games at Seaford yeah. Oval. They played against Great Britain. That was a what, president, uh, prime minister's 13 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, Mario Fennig? Yeah. Played in the PM's 13 in 1988. No official test match. That's from Jack, not our Jack. Um, and also another one, which is Martin Lang. I'm not sure whether he played for Australia, but I definitely think that, he deserved to. It's your mate. That is uh, 196. Yeah, Martin Lang, uh, he was bench spot in his prime. I've got to say, I've, I still talk to Marty quite a bit. It's one part of his career. You know, people say, I don't regret anything from my career. He still says openly today that not standing for a national anthem before a test match is still the one hole in his career that he not, never got to fulfil, and it still, still plays on his mind. Well, here's a man who stood 45 times for the national anthem. He played 45 tests for Australia, six six tests for his beloved Fiji, 33 origins for Queensland, roommated with you in one of those. Mm. Sats, Brisbane Broncos legend, <laughs> and he's a Brisbane Broncos ambassador. Petro Sivanaseva joining us on Sports Day. G'day, Petro. G'day, boys. How are you? Very, very, very good. Now, t- tell us about that one... Sats played that one origin for Queensland, which mm. which is amazing. He got t- overtaken or he lost his position to some bum called Cameron Smith who, who turned into nothing, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, mate, what was Sats like That's as right, a – what was, what was Sats like as a roomie during origin camp? He was a great roomie. Um, I will say this. He hasn't paid me to say any of what I'm about to say, but uh, – <laughs> A wonderful roomie, um, great senior leader, and um, and uh, I think uh, it was a, it was a great time. We uh, we enjoyed ourselves in the in the lead up to uh, to our Origin match. Uh, I think we had some, some good bonding sessions, but um, other than that, very very clean and um, yeah, someone I enjoyed uh, very much so as a, as a player, but also too as a good mate. 
Yeah, always a um, always had a good friendship, Petro, with a lot of his former teammates. And I've got to say, Petro, with the uh, the bonding sessions, can you remember that night we went to the casino and Wayne said we had to be out the out the front by no later than midnight, or you'd be. And Darren Lockyer stole the bus. Remember that? <laughs> That's right. That's yes, I do, I do. And um, thankfully, he had his, uh, his his bus license. I'm pretty sure from from his days back in Toowoomba, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, no, they were good times, and uh, no doubt if there was a lot fun to had be had, there was uh, always either Lockie or Alfie was uh, was leading the way. Mm. Now, you are a proud Brisbane Broncos man, but you're also a proud Redcliffe Junior as well, and resident as well. And it's been a a big part of your rugby league career, and also your family, the Redcliffe um, the Redcliffe region. How good is it to have a cross a, a legitimate cross city rivalry now in the city of Brisbane? Yeah, I think it's fantastic, and uh, obviously with uh, the, the Dolphins get, becoming the new NRL team, um, you know it, it's it's such a proud history of the club. I think you know 76 years, um, 1947. I think the club was founded and uh, came into the BRL in 1960. So when you think about uh, you know the, the the history of the club, uh, starting all the way back then, and then now finally getting a chance to uh, to feature in the NRL, uh, it's, it's very exciting for. Uh, for the community, for the region, and um, I think uh, you know it's a good good salute to, I guess those foundation years of of, um, of the hard work that was done by the club back um, in those years, and then obviously has continued to build, and you know it's uh, quite uh, well known now for uh, I guess the amount of um, players and, and the talent that has come out of that region, and now for local kids there's a real exciting opportunity now to uh, to hopefully go on to to wear the Dolphins jersey, and there's. Produced some pretty good front rowers in the years. The Redcliffe, there's yourself, and um, even though you played in the centres and in the juniors, I can't um, believe that. Yeah, you were a centre, weren't you, Buller? <laughs> I, I, yes, I, 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 I made a few appearances out there. I, I think I had a bit of pace back then, but then um, <laughs> as, as I got a little bit older, the, the weight started to stack on, and uh, unfortunately for me, Wayne Bennett uh, didn't see much uh, use of putting me out wide, so uh, <laughs> I was brought in the middle, but. Uh, yeah, a lot of good front rows, a lot of um, good forwards, and um, you know, I was very lucky, you know, to uh, I guess to, to do those those years, those early years um, in, in a club like Redcliffe, where they, you know, that was always taught about you know playing tough and and hanging in for the fight, and um, you know, um, as I said, to so many so many great young players that have come out um, of that region and continue to do so. Arthur Beetson, of course, uh, played, started his career there in the Brisbane Rugby League, then he went down to Belmain, came back. I uh, remember the 81 grand final. He was captain coach of Redcliffe. They were beaten by South on the on the full-time herder. Clinton O'Brien was a former front rug, went on to play Origin from Redcliffe as well. And uh, with Arthur, right. and it's great that round one has, is going to be against the Roosters, well-scheduled here by the NRL. He's a proud Redcliffe boy, of course, uh, Arthur was. Now, did Arthur play much of a role in your career early on, Petro? Yeah, yes, that's well. Uh, I guess um, coming up through the junior ranks, I played alongside uh, his younger son, Mark Beetson, and uh, Mark uh, was was an absolute flyer. He was uh, a centre winger. Um, we played our junior footy together, so I got to know Arthur quite well um, just through uh, playing alongside Mark. And um, you know, just I guess my memories for me of Artie were just this immense figure. And you know, my old man's a big man, but. Uh, you know, Artie matched him, that's for sure. And, um, you know, living at Redcliffe and everyone knew who he was. He was such an icon. And um, and then uh, as I was getting older and coming up through the senior grades, he actually made me an offer to come down to the, the Roosters. Uh, 
And unfortunately, at that time, I just couldn't couldn't get down to that Roosters camp. And then it was pretty much a few weeks later, Sue O'Connell from the Broncos came around home uh, to our house at Redcliffe and and uh, asked if I'd be keen to come along to the Bronx. And um, that was easily uh, managed for for, uh, for the family and for me. And so uh, I went off to the Bronx. But uh, yeah, things could have been different. It could have been. Uh, down there with the, with the Chooks, but uh, I guess the, the way uh, it all fell into place for me at the Broncos, uh, I guess the rest is history. Yeah, thank God you didn't go to the Roosters. I don't think we'd be talking to Petro uh, tonight <laughs> uh, at all. Hey, you would have loved you your... wouldn't. I don't think you would either. <laughs> you would have loved your time at the Panthers, though. I loved it. Uh, you know, especially for me, uh, going down late in my career, um, I was sort of in a situation where I was thinking the only... Uh, Move forward for me um, at I think it was what 33, uh, 34 was was to, to head down uh, to head across to England and um, because it was so late in the season there re- wasn't really many opportunities but I was grateful when um, yeah Matt Elliott at the Panthers um, gave me a call um, Craig Gower was uh, Gower was heading off to England and a spot opened for me so uh, yeah headed down there and um, absolutely loved it it was a, a fantastic four years made so many great uh, friendships and, and uh, mateships down there that, that are still ongoing and um, you know I've got to captain the club as well too so I guess I, I saw firsthand at just um, the strength of that region and um, you know the, the amount of amazing juniors that they've got at their disposal and you know we saw that through the trials um, you know uh, this week it's just um, you know amazing the, the, the talent that they've got, um, and um, yeah, some great memories for me, and um, and uh, ch- ch- memories that I'll cherish forever. Now, Petro, you're still lacing the boots up for a lot of the, the fundraising games. You're 46 years of age. There's a big memorial down the 25th at KO Stadium <laughs> in Redcliffe for officers Rachel McCrow and Matthew Arnold. Of course, they were tragically killed in the line of duty in December. Uh, in Queensland. Um, so what's going on with that day? What sort of players are going to be joining you on that day? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a great day. And obviously to remember, you know, uh, two young uh, police officers that were tragically killed. And, um, you know, for us, it's a wonderful way in which as a rugby league community, we can show our support um, in, you know, getting together with the Queensland police. It's going to be a big day. Uh, so uh, next Saturday, 25th of Feb, um, We've got three games. Um, we've got a women's game starting at one. Um, uh, I'm playing for the Arthur Beetson Foundation um, Immortals. We're playing the, the QPS, the Queensland Police Legends, and then we've got the main game straight after that. So uh, it's going to be a full game uh, of day of footy, and then we've also got uh, uh, some uh, live music as well. So we're really looking forward to that. Buzzman Maru is going to be the main How actor at, at the uh, conclusion of, of the day. So three games of footy, three live uh, uh, wonderful artists that will, will, will play as well um, and all money raised will go to um, the uh, Matthew Arnold and Rachel McCrow uh, Remembrance Fund so uh, yeah if you're not doing anything and uh, whilst I say that uh, Sats we've got uh, quite a number of uh, former NRL players putting on their boots for the day um, we've got uh, Matty Bowen, Justin Hodges uh, Big Dane Carlo, a former Maroons uh, mm. teammate of ours and um, you know Sats if uh, you're feeling up to it mate, um, Come on, mate. you still got the boots there buddy? Well you got my number so how will you go with your gout, though? You, I mean, you are riddled with gout. No, my gout's gone. Oh, is it? It's All okay. controlled. Right, there'll be a few players with gout. Though, All controlled. Yeah. Sachi <laughs> should do it. Well, I dare say so. Petro can so. ring me. Oh, I'm yeah, a yeah. fair say after on, 30 foot three origins, five, 45 test matches and six for Fiji, that there's a fair bit of arthritis in old Petro's <laughs> as well at the moment. Hey, 
<laughs> While I've got you, Petro, I've spoken to you on no, a number of occasions. Calls, one of your daughters got a scholarship to one of the U.S. colleges for softball. What's happening there? What's what's the what's the uh, what's how she did she end up going over? Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, my eldest daughter Tallulah, uh, she's eighteen years old, and uh, yeah, she's in college in Texas, and um, she was fortunate enough to to get a scholarship uh, out of high school last year, and. Uh, yeah, so for the last seven months she's been over there, and um, it's been been a, an amazing um, opportunity for her. And um, yeah, she's she's loving uh, the experience and um, getting uh, a taste of uh, what college sports all all about, and um, you know uh, the study component, but also to um, you know uh, the professionalism in uh, in in being a, an athlete in in a, in a um, uh, college uh, system. So it's been been great. It's been great uh, always talking to her. We talk to her every day, but. Uh, no doubt, Mum's missing her a lot, but uh, and as as are the siblings. But uh, still, we're very excited for it. So it's uh, great to see her out there uh, living out her dreams uh, through sport. It's a big game, softball Massive. in the US. Is there a lot of money, Petro, on offer professionally in that game in the US? Yeah, I think for uh, some of our uh, top Aussie players, uh, actually, there's great opportunities in America, but also too in Japan. Mm, so yeah. we've got uh, quite a number of the elite um, uh, women's players competing uh, overseas in, in Japan uh, predominantly and um, there, there's some, some real good money opportunities there for them but uh, and also too you know hopefully you know there'll be uh, Olympic opportunities down the track as well too as uh, you know Australian softball's always been strong so um, yeah, it's great to see uh, her get an opportunity and um, and hopefully make the very most over the next few years. How about those pitches like the way they pitch mm. underarm yeah, they wind up that arm and just let it go don't they it yeah. just goes around a, a half a dozen times Petro we've uh, yeah. loved yeah, you're a bit over 100 k's there, so uh, you definitely out. want to have all the right protection on. But um... <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. All right, Petro. Look, we appreciate you're an Australian, Queensland Broncos, Panthers, and Redcliffe Junior legend, and we appreciate your time on Sports Day tonight. We'll keep giving that special uh, game on Saturday week a plug too as you raise. Uh, money for those two heroic police officers who lost their lives in December in Queensland. Petro, thanks for your time on Sports Day. Thanks very much, guys. Cheers. See you, Bullock. What a lovely bloke, eh? Oh, he is the world's nicest guy, honestly. You, you did sound like a bit of an anchor. You did. In camp? Well, no, you went, no, I, he's got what? my number. Why don't you just offer yourself there and then? Well, well, if he wants me to play... You should be calling him. Well, you, he doesn't call, call him. You, you, oh, you've got my number... Petro never answers his phone either. He's like Scott Prince. Must be a Broncos <laughs> thing, hey? <laughs> this is Sports Day, the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Back in a moment with your text. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here tonight. 0457 736 736. Uh, lots of text about a lot of things coming through, including the cricket. Uh, we'll get to those shortly. And also new, uh, Glenn from Newcastle is asking Cohen, our new guy, to answer the phone as home and away starts soon. Hmm. The whack pack are out in force tonight, aren't yep. they? Listen, there's some big news coming out of Delhi. There's a training session this afternoon with the Aussies. There are some possibly some key players 
in doubt for the second test. Let's cross live now to Delhi, uh, where Adam Collins, our commentator for SCN Cricket, is on the line. Colo, are you there? I am. Busy morning. I've, I've just set up the, the commentary box here, and we've just got uh, internet connectivity, so I can talk to you down the line. But you're right. A lot of the, the senior Australian players have been training today. It's their big preparation session two days out from the test match. Cameron Green's batting right now and batting really well, having a long net. That's a great sign. Mm. And I've just watched Mitchell Stack bowl um, just to a stump, but out in the middle off the full run. And when we spoke to Mitch this morning on SEN Test Cricket, he was... Well, he was indecisive in his commentary around his own uh, fitness. He was like, well, I'm going to have to bowl and see how I go. And the fact that he's bowled a long spell on his own out in the middle, uh, I think that's a good sign as well. Gives some options. Okay, because we're worried at the start of the show he may not be playing in the yeah. second test, so that is good news. Uh, Matty Kuhneman has made the trek out to, to Delhi for to join the squad. Is he likely to play in the second test? Are we likely to go in with three spinners? Well, this, this kind of comes back to Stark. So if Stark weren't fit and Green was fit, well, that, that makes it fairly easy to play three spinners because Green could open the bowling. The second seamer in India rarely has much work to do, so they won't be concerned giving him that added responsibility with the new ball. And that's where Kuhneman or indeed Agar, who bowled well at training a couple of days ago and obviously has that extra string to his bow as a, as a batter, um, could come into calculations. If Stark were fit and does play, that's harder to do. They really need Green to be fit then. So it's like a lot of different uh, connotations and combinations can be drummed up, but so much of it will come back to Green. And as for the surface, I've been looking at it, albeit from a distance, out of our window. I've just posted a photo on Twitter. Um, it's dry, it's used, uh, and I think the, the uh, local wisdom here is that the, uh, the soil uh, composition here often means it keeps low. So even though it looks pretty warm down it may not necessarily rag it might just be a very slow track like it was at Ranchi in 2017 so um, I'm, I'm sure there'll be a lot read into the photos of the pitch but uh, I think we should wait and see on this one now Adam the, the plan to go without Travis Head in the first test will they stick with that plan do you think leading the second test and allow the first test squad to try and redeem themselves or will they be forced to make that change with Travis Head Oh, I'd be surprised if they uh, reverted or if they if they moved away from plan A at this stage, given it was one test, unless Cameron Green's fit. So Green's the X factor in all of this. If they need to find a spot for him, then I expect that Renshaw will make way. If it's out between Renshaw and Head, one left-handed for another, I'd be surprised if they parted ways with Renshaw after one attempt. Remembering that Renshaw played five test matches over here and two in Bangladesh in 17, so a lot of experience, did okay in these conditions. And they think he's one of Australia's better players of spin in the Sheffield Shield. So they've picked a horse for a course, uh, and this surface, it's not a green top, put it this way, guys. It's not going to be um, a surface that's going to suit uh, players who like the ball coming on, and Head obviously does. So um, if they've gone with that logic at Nagpur, I'd be surprised if they moved for this test match. But again, it, it could be a different story with Green because he balances the 11 so well. Geez, a lot of people disagree with the Australian selectors and whether Travis Head should be yep. in there. He's the informed Australian batsman. And geez, he well, he's must... confident. Uh, uh, yeah. He's confident. Well, that's probably gone yeah. now, Sats. Mm. They've probably squashed that. Mm. By the way, just a quick question. Is that Michael Kasperwitz doing renovations uh, to the commentary box in the background, <laughs> is it? I've been, I've been yelling through the window while we've been talking, <laughs> trying to get them to stop hammering. Whatever it is they're hammering. Look, this is all part of the experience in India. You come to the ground, you have no idea where your box will be. <laughs> it's, it's fast and loose. You just have to do the best you can and hold on for dear life sometimes. So I'm not going to complain. If they're working on something, <laughs> it's got to be a good thing. And just to your point before, if it were me, 
speaking aside, I wouldn't have dropped head last week. I yeah. guess my, I don't want to be misinterpreted there. My point is is that now they've made the call, I don't think for procedural fairness reasons they, they'll punt Renshaw after one test match. Yeah. I, I just can't see that happening. Colo, can't wait. Jeez, we're pumped about it. Our <laughs> listeners cannot stop talking about uh, the cricket, the first test. The second test live on SEN Friday afternoon from 2.30 Australian Daylight Savings Time. Hey, thanks for your, for your time tonight on Sports Day. No worries. Jared Waitley and Harsha Bogle joining the commentary team this well, week as well. Yes, yeah, so one of our text messages said, is that the spa bath going in for Jared Waitley uh, <laughs> yeah. in the commentary That's box? Fair. So, yeah, That's that is fair. fair. That is, yeah. He deserves yes, it. I think he's just landed in the country. <laughs> I don't think it'll be that glamorous for him. But we've also got, as I mentioned, Harsha Bogle joining yeah. the, the special the comments team, team, of course. Ravi Shastri and Mike Kaspervitz and uh, Bharat Sundarace and Pete Lawler. So the full team here in Delhi. And wow. Big test match. And yourself. And myself, yep. Beauty. I'll give the captaincy armband over to Jared <laughs> the minute that I see him. Thanks, Carlo. Cheers, guys. We better go to a break. This is Sports That was Day. great live on the run. I know. That's outstanding. How good's that? Yeah. They're still building the grandstand as we speak uh, over there in Delhi. Got Just to go really to a break. quickly, Gold Coast Bluebag says, ask Petro about the knife and the toaster when he was told it was dangerous, he grabbed a fork. No, that was, that was Luke Lewis. <laughs> that was Luke Lewis. Right, yeah. Got to go to a break. This is Sports Day. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here tonight. Uh, Gee, some of our SEN stations are leaving us for the basketball. The NBL finals are on. You can keep listening to us. Don't despair. Just go onto the SEN app and you'll find us there. Quick, some texts around kangaroos. Uh, Players have missed out on making the kangaroos, I should say. Yeah, Ryan says uh, Kevin Hastings, great player, never represented. Yeah, you are exactly right. Uh, One that never played for Australia was Preston Campbell, the little legend. That's from Luke. And I'm going to put a team together, 1 to 15. Okay, I'm going to do that at the end of the show. So stay on the SEN app if you, you leave the market. Um, Michael Hagen missed out in the Australian jumper. Very good player. What about Owen Craigie? Did you say Owen Craigie? Yeah, I haven't read that one out yet. It's um, Boogie, fun size Jack. Newby Cohen, players that should have played for Australia but didn't. Kevin McGuinness and Owen Craigie, both Australian schoolboys, yet played in an era with the centres like Girdler, Gidley, Gazner, Cooper. Who played in successful teams? McGuinness and Craigie would have thrived in the test environment. Daniel from Prairiewood on the SCN app, yeah. Evening, gentlemen. It's Bruce from Blacksmiths here. A few players I can think of: Mal Cochran, yes, who won the Rothmans medal and broke his leg. Ron Rambo Gibbs, yes, and an old Penrith player from Queensland, Phil Kleindus. Phil Kleindus, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely. from Bruce. Thanks, Bruce. Great text. Need some more second rollers. Need a couple of second rollers. Michael Hagen. Russell says Michael Hagen yep. missed a, an Australian job. Where would you put him? Probably utility. Right. Dallas Johnson. Great player. Jeez, some good ones. Yep. Hey, we're going to go to break. If uh, you're on SCN, switch over to the app. We'll be back in just a moment. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here tonight. 0457 736 736 is our 
a text number. Hello to our listeners and welcome back to our listeners through the Super Radio Network. A whole bunch of my favourite radio stations, 2SM in Sydney, 2HD Newcastle. Love it. Love 2HD. Best radio station ever built, apart from some other ones that we work for. Uh, also, those listening through the SCN app, uh, the SCN stations are, dro- are dropped off because we're going to coverage, or have gone to coverage, of the Cairns Taipans uh, taking on the Sydney Kings. Do you reckon Danger would be there? He's a Cairns man. He's a Taipans fan. I think the game tonight is in Sydney. Is it? It might be. Okay. I th- oh, I'm not sure. It might have been Cairns. I haven't even checked to see where that is. So... Uh, but for those with us on the app, uh, a big second half of the show coming up. Uh, we've got the great man himself, Simon Orchard from New South Wales Greyhounds. Got two from two last week. He's got some tips for uh, Wenty Park tonight. Uh, Satch, you're going to preview the Broncos 2023 season. When you lay out some of their players, if they don't get any injuries, they've got a really good team on paper. Yeah, but we're now hearing stories that Adam Reynolds has now got back issues and Going to miss the trial well, this he weekend. To, he went to the club with back issues, which then extends down to your hamstrings. He, he'll miss the trial this week. You know what? After 250 NRL games, I don't really – he probably doesn't need to play trials or too many minutes in the trials. Yeah, that's true. But, geez, that, that I mean, I, I guess we're going to talk about it soon. But that, mate, if he doesn't play, they struggle. Mm-hmm. They struggle. They, they – you know, there were so many times last year – when that game was in the balance, he just took it by the, the horns yeah. and said, follow me, boys. And that's that's what the Broncos have lacked. Yep. So it would be very interesting to see uh, how they go. Anyway, we'll talk about that hey, uh, Thanks for all your soon. texts also. We're going to get to them throughout the, the next hour with the uh, Kangaroos. Well, players that have missed out on Kangaroos jerseys, I've started to put down a, a team based on everyone's votes. I've got to say, it's a pretty handy side. Mm. Some breaking news too. We spoke to SEN cricket commentator Adam Collins uh, live from Delhi, actually in the commentary box. Uh, he was there watching some training, some net practice today with the Aussies. It's looking good that Mitchell Stark may be playing uh, in the second test. So he's And the other one is Cam Green. Uh, Probably has, Cam Green more so than Mitch Stark, which with what the pitch is going to look like and what the pitches are yeah, always like Mi- in India. But Mitch Stark roughs up that bowling area for Nathan Lyon and also Todd, Toddy Murphy. So they missed that with that left-hander coming over the wicket. There, there wasn't anyone fast bowler messing up that pitch for him. So they need Starkey. Plus, he does swing that ball a mile. Yeah, he's awkward it, to face. It, so let's hope Starkey pulls through. And But the big news out of it is that, and I've been hearing these stories today, is that Travis Head won't be in the second test team. And if that is the decision they make, then, as you say, Sats, it's disgusting. <laughs> it really I, – I can't fathom why I, the guy who's in red-hot form, who should have won the player of the series in Australia, was given a warning because of that 200. Yeah. How he's not being considered for the second test when they crumbled with the bat. Well, it's, it's built on statistics. This side has obviously been built on a lot of statistics – most notably Travis Head, when they've said previously in the subcontinent he hasn't handled the conditions that well. Now, he's a completely different athlete. You can tell he's got a lot fitter, first and foremost. Aesthetically, when you look at him, he looks like an athlete. And at the moment, he's seeing them like basketballs. Anything on that offside, he just absolutely crucifies. And, um, and to be able to say you're the fourth best test batsman in the world... 
but you're not good enough to make the Australian side on a really important tour, says to me, well, he would be thinking himself now, they can give me every reason, but when I'm at when I'm back in my room, I'm sitting there, I'm I'm just digesting what's what's going on at the moment. My coach and my captain, who basically picked the side, don't have faith in me. Yeah, it's it's not good. And and when when Colo said that Matt Renshaw has been picked on the fact that he, you know, played spin wheel and Sheffield Shield, like what what what? I, where's Oprah? Like mm. what? <laughs> seriously? Yep. I don't. I. I. I'm. I don't know, Sats. What's going? No wonder I yell at a bloody cloud because I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. I don't get it either. Well, what, you know, your players you in form. You got players in form. You play them. It's, Absolutely, it's, like, it's, it's like easy. Saying, well, it's like saying a rugby league game. You better go and play a state of origin. It, it's the toughest climate, the toughest conditions. Much like playing in India. It's like saying well, we're going to pick this player because SunCorp is a really fast track. And he has a really good game in game one at Suncorp. And then you go and play at Arcor Stadium now, the Telstra mm. Dome, the mm. Olympic Stadium, which is generally a, a longer grass. It's a lot more dewier. It's a lot more slippery. We're not going to pick him because that field is not conducive to his style of play. doesn't make sense. Mind you, New South Wales did make years of errors by picking Mitch Pearce at halfback all the time. Instead of picking in-form halfbacks. Well, he was the in-form halfback. Yeah, true. For many years. Yeah. He just came up against a red-hot Queensland side for a lot of the a lot of those years. Yeah. He finally won eight years later, which was which was he nice. Did. He yeah. redeemed himself. Um, your mate wants to talk to you. He's on the phone. Is that Glenn? Good evening, Jason. Yes, Jason, and to you, Scott. Yep. Good evening, gentlemen. Oh, is that your neighbour's told you? I hope you're listening. Is that your? Your neighbour told you no, not to call him Justin. No, no, no. Actually, how did you know? Did you hear our conversation this afternoon, did you? Mm, may have. I also want to say I'm always pro- proactive. Yep. Ringing our award-winning show, particularly yep. on... That's all we've got time for tonight. You've got to listen to a little bit, a little bit more of him. That's enough. It's not. I've got one for Scott. Yep. Can I just give the one for Scott? Yes, Absolutely. Hey, Harrison, what's the difference between I'm not leaving and I'm not going anywhere, mate? I know. Come on. He's digging a hole for himself, wasn't he? Yes. <laughs> I tell you. Rooster Muzz loves you when you do that. Honestly. You now, don't like this show, do you, Sam? Craig from Maitland thinks Head will bat at five, believes Carey came out and said... Head will play an important part of the second test and the remainder of the series. He's he's referring to carrying the drinks. Mm. Mm. He won't, he won't be. I, the, 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 even talking to Heels today, he's saying he's, he's not going to play the second. Well, very test. rarely, as you know, in cricket, we know the teams in rugby league and AFL and rugby leading into the game days before. Um, with cricket, as you know, no one knows the team until pretty much press conference that morning, but most notably at the toss. Mm. So. I don't know whether Alex Carey would, if he's disclosing that, it, he'd be talking out of out of school. Uh, or he doesn't know. He's talking out of somewhere else. Yep. Just don't reverse sweep this test. Mm. Just just play it straight. Hey, can I quickly um, bring up, I don't know, I've been wanting to talk about this and I don't know whether any of the listeners have heard about this new Nike movie. It's Is it but, Nike or Nike? Well, I'm, I say Nike. I say Nike. Because it's spelled like bike. Um. <laughs> And it's Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck's movie. Matt yeah, right. Damon's in it as well. 
um, Jason Bateman. And this is about how Nike became the biggest brand in, in sport. Do you want to hear the trailer? There? Absolutely. Here we go. 1984 has been a tough year. Our sales are down. Our growth is down. Sonny, I brought you in here to grow the basketball business. People don't know what the hell a Nike is. What's a Converse? NBA all-star shoe. There's nothing cool about Nike. You would have to have a pretty compelling pitch. I can tell them the one thing the other companies can't compete with. Our basketball division is terrible. I do not love it. Mm. But there's a little bit that goes on after that where, they, where um, the, the role that Matt Damon plays uh, is he's, he's, he's got to get Nike to be the number one. The number one brand above Converse, I think Reebok at the time. And he puts all his eggs in one basket for a college kid that's never played an NBA game before. They said, yeah, this is too risky. We don't like it. What's the name of this player? He says, Michael Jordan. Yeah, wow. And then the rest is history. Yeah, I think it's released in March or April. Like, yeah, can't wait for it. Steve from Dubbo's on the text. Is yep. Jack leaving for good or just going on holidays? No, he's leaving for good. He is. He's off to – actually, Jack, you've got to come in for this new segment. Uh, he is going on – he's going for good. He's moving to Ireland for six months. Yep. He's hoping to find some real love over mm-hmm. there because all the women in Australia have rejected him. Yep. You know what it is? What? They're too tall for me. Yeah, that's a good point. Too you know small. the you know the cutest yeah. thing I enjoy, and I know Barney was having a crack at my first laugh joke, but the la- the last laugh every night brings a tear to my eye because I just the, the image of Jack just sitting on your lap as you tell this mm. joke. It's cute. Oh, it's cute. It is. Steve is said last night that I nailed it. He said I should have said failed it. Oh, well, Steve, you know what? Ooh. You're out, banned. Porch of geese, it was. Mm. No soup for you. <laughs> Come back. One year. All right, we've got a brand new segment on the show tonight. We can't guarantee it's any good, but here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for LinkedIn Lotto. Rooster Muzz says that sounds like 70s porno music. It does a little bit. Can I just say that was made by our brand new producer, uh, Cohen. He's exceptionally good. Yep. But he thinks he's Cooper Cronk. Have you noticed that? He does. He tries to overanalyze the game. He he loves his rugby league. Can you just tell him you love him because he's trying to impress you? He loves his footy. Now, Glenn from Sunshine Coast says, uh, when talking, this is what LinkedIn Lotto is about. You're gonna, you're going to read out what a job description may be. Yep. A title. A title on LinkedIn. Yep. Yep. So Glenn from Sunshine Coast said, when I was in the army, I had a job. It was called underwater panel beater. Was the title of my job, but I was actually a Dixie basher washing pots and pans. There you go. <laughs> there you go. This is what it's all about. Yeah, so what, what we've noticed on, on LinkedIn, it, it's just people put on their titles. Can you explain to some of the listeners? They may not know well, what LinkedIn, LinkedIn is. Well, is. It's like a, a professional business, network. Yeah, professional network. Yeah, it is. And, yeah. And people do, it's just full of people BSing. So they, they, may, they may have a job as a, a lolly salesperson. And they'll, I don't know. They might a confectionery call, expert. A, yeah, yeah, connoisseur. Or, yep. yeah, you know, that's it. Yeah. And they just build their, I mean, God, yeah, even some of the people we work with, but I'm not going to mention those. But anyway, let's uh, let's get into it. All you right. Give us one and we'll guess what the profession is and the industry. Number one, traffic direction specialist. Tra- well, I think holding a, like a stop go sign. Mm-hmm. Lollipop lady at a school. Bang, Jason gets the there chocolates. There we go. Nice one. <laughs> Second. Yeah. Is that a real person on yeah. there? 
First impressions director. Oh, that's easy. Oh, that's receptionist. Yeah. Bang. Yeah. Sats went first. All right. Here we go. Communications delivery officer. Ooh. Communications delivery officer. Mm. HR. No. No? Paperboy. No. Oh. Postman. Oh, wow. It's the postie. It's, it's a, being a postie is a mm. great job title. Say it again. Yeah. Communications delivery officer. What about... On time or not? Del- deli- Three to five business days. <laughs> Deliverer of bills and bad news. <laughs> yeah. That should be it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Head chef and seasoning specialist. Head, Head chef and seasoning, seasoning. specialist. Mm. Um, I've got no idea. Head chef Is it the person who asks if you want chicken salt or real salt? Well, Jace, you're close and it's very close to you. Macca's fries worker. What? Stop That's it. Aria. She's the fry queen. <laughs> That's great. At Macca's Harbour Town. There That's you go. That's great. All right. And last, here we go. Last one, is it? Yep. Okay. Waste distribution and mediation manager. Well, Wait, that's a Garbo. Hey, no. Waste, waste distribution, distribution. No, and Gar- Garbo manager. collects. Collects mm. doesn't distribute. Oh, distri- yeah. Waste, waste distribution and. Be involved. Waste distribution. Distribution and mediation. And I guess that would be mediation of waste. Uh. Is it someone who works at a recycling centre? No, no, Waste no. Waste distribution and mediation, mediation manager, specialist yeah. or manager. manager yeah. Waste distribution. Uh, plumber. Bang, Sats gets Whoa, the chocolate. No way. Great gear. All right, this has been LinkedIn Lotto. Yes or no, do we continue? Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. I like it. You like it? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for LinkedIn Lotto. Is that you? Is that your like leaving us? Is that your yeah. sort of your your double mark you're going to leave on the show? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be it. I like is, it. Are you hosting the show tomorrow night? There is a rumor going around the You're doing Star Last Laugh tomorrow night. Yep, hosting Last Laugh, picking the last song. Can you it's do an happening. Irish joke tomorrow night? Just Abs- to- <laughs> Just yeah, to get yourself be. in the mood. When do you go? When do you actually leave the country? Have you got your visa sorted yet? Yes. Uh, should be next Tuesday. Should be. Yeah. What are you going to do with okay. your record label? Because p- p- people don't realise mm. you are the Dr. Dre of uh, the music industry in Australia. What is, what's your record label called again? It's called Zang Records. Z-A-N-G. Yep. Yep. From Wayne's World. And can you – what a great movie. Unbelievable One of the greatest One of the greats. Ow, my pancreas. Um, (laughs) Well, you know who says Zang? Yeah. It's excellent. That's us. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, number one. Squeeze me. Baking powder. (laughs) Um, You're right. Can I ask you, as a lover of all music. (laughs) All of it, yep. What's your favourite genre? What what sort of. I'm. What years? Predominantly. Oh, years or genre? Well, years. uh, Let's say. Well, years and genre. uh, Post-rock? Yep. Post rock, uh, I would say uh, late eighties to mid nineties slash early two thousands. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, didn't you? You set him yeah, up on purpose. <laughs> I got teamwork. Good teamwork. <laughs> that was uh, so boring. Mm. So anyway, we, stuff. looking Brad, forward to that movie though. Brad from Redhead Never says, "Hi Scott and Jason, Nike. for your information, Nike is pronounced Nike." I said that. It's Latin for victory, or in Greek mythology, goddess of victory. Also, a good book about it is Shoe Dog, about Phil Knight, who it sounds like is uh, Matt Damon is playing. Now, Matt Damon is playing Sammy 
Uh, yeah. Anyway, that, you know that famous shot of LeBron James mm. and there's a still shot, a famous still shot, and everyone in the background as the shot leaves his hand has their camera up and there's one person that doesn't. It's Phil Knight from Nike. Yeah, right. He's the only one that doesn't. Yeah, he wants yeah, to yeah. capture the moment in his mind. Uh, bloody oath, top one. That's uh, from Danes and I. Posties used to run the country. The Postal Union held a lot of sway back in the day, especially when elections were on. Right uh, Steve from Dubbo, who's actually been banned. Yeah. Um, what was his text? I've seen the document documentary on how Nike started. It's all right. Mm. Okay. Hey, da- Daniel from Prairie Woods been on the text, 0457 736 736. Gents, regarding the buzzwords being used by Cricket Australia players and the coach, perhaps they're applying the self-fulfilling prophecy theory, where, which is where an individual's expectation effect comes to fruition of the prophesized outcome. That or they've been speaking to Bradley Charles Stubbs, a.k.a. the Coach Whisperer. Win, win, win. Dun, dun, dun. He's my next-door neighbour. Is he? He was. Ah. Yeah. He didn't inspire me at all. But, uh, yeah, he was my neighbour once upon a time. Um, Mal yeah. from Hinton. Being proactive and very brave, I think the word they are looking for is panic. You can't True. panic. You can't panic. Um, kangaroos omitted 13. We've got a team here. Yep. Here's some good players you missed out in the Kangaroos. Fullback, Mick Potter, great player. Uh, Darren Albert, Brad Izzard, Mark Hughes, Steve Gearan, St- Steve Carter, Phil Blake, Colin Vandervoort, uh, Ron Gibbs, Pincinelli, David Boyle. Yeah, some really good players. We've got other players like Tony Butterfield, Steve Edge. You didn't finish the team. Who was your hooker, Mario? Uh, is that what it is? I can't see the You got take. to David Boyle. Oh, I thought this was your team. No. I've got ah. an actual team I've, I've put together right. from our from Okay. Our Do you want to quickly run through it then? Fullback David Peachy. Yeah. On the wings, Nathan Merritt and Alex Johnston. In the centres, Jared Croker and Anthony Mundine. In the halves, Cody Walker, Kevin Hastings. Front row, Des Morris. What a great player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Edge, hooker. Mario is going to play in the front row because he spent a lot of time in the front row at the back end of his career. Ron Gibbs and Gavin Jones. We just got a text here about Gavin Jones. He would have made the 86 Kangaroo Tour. If he didn't break his arm. There you go. Yeah. Was there, sorry, was there room for Cody Walker and Alex Johnston, current players? Yeah, Alex Johnston on the wing, wing Cody right. Walker in the 5'8". Right. Uh, Gavin Jones in the second row with Ronnie Rambo Gibbs. The lock is Kevin Campion. And on the bench is Preston Campbell, Terry Panowitz, who was a great player, got stuck behind Ron Coote and John Raper from Maitland he was. We've got a really good text there about Terry Panowitz. Uh, we've got Michael Hagen and Dallas Johnson. But it's a good team. Good team. Very really good team. Good team. Yeah. Um, another text here. What about Gavin Cooper in the back row? Or bench? Gavin Cooper. Won a premiership. Played, That's from Cohen. Plenty of origins. The new producer. Well, we wouldn't put him. If Cohen's put him in, we're not putting him in then. Oh, you can't do that. A good guy, Coop. Evening legends, Mickey G. Uh, well, you know what I do for a living, but when I'm hanging with those socially above me, I'm a consumer conveyance consultant. Now, what do you think, Mickey Jack? What do you think Mickey G does for a crust? Consumer, what was it? Sorry, I'm consumer conveyance consultant. Uh, bartender. Nope. Do you know? Don't you? So that's what no, Mickey I don't. G- no. What do you think it is? Uh, consumer conveyance consultant. Consumer consultant. Uh, like it works as a cashier. Nope. Both wrong. He's a bus driver. Oh wow. Okay. Actually, consumer. Jane- well, consumers catch buses. Oh, it wouldn't be, but it was commuter. It would make sense. But 
Well, mate, he's, it's his job. Yeah, he, sorry, no, I apologise, mate. The listener's always right. Po- no, Why I apologize, you the listener? Jesus, mate. That's, that's our job. That's LinkedIn Lotto, I'm a rectum transporter transplanter. This is from James. He says, I'm a bus driver. That makes sense. There you go. There you go. Jack yeah. likes that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jack loves the word rectum. This is sports day. <laughs> Thanks to Kia. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, look, do you want LinkedIn Lotto to hang around? Let, let us know. We're doing it for Kia, the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sereno. When we come back, Simon Orchard from New South Wales. Greyhounds joins us. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The striking Kia range, the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia. This is Sports Day. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here tonight. Of course, it's time to get all the latest in New South Wales Greyhounds. The dogs.com.au, home of Greyhound he Racing. Was on fire last last week at Winnie Park. And I didn't have a bet. I did. Got the all up. Did you? <laughs> Simon Orchard, welcome. Yep. You legend. G'day, boys. It's funny, isn't it? The terminology there, uh, Satsy, with the all-up, that's a very old-school terminology. Yeah. Now the boys just call it a, a, um, a multi. A multi. Or, um, but an all-up, I like that. Old-school. I was listening to the Greyhounds on my wireless. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't tell me the Daily Double's gone as well. Uh, uh, mate, it wouldn't surprise me if Sats are still filling out the ticket and walking down to the tab, yep. knocking on the door and letting them letting them in. <laughs> yeah, I bet you it wasn't his money. It was probably a free bet or something like that anyway. Hey, listen, you sent a good team down to Melbourne for the three Group 1s last Saturday night and came home with the one win. Tell us about the trip to the Meadows for that feature racing. Yeah, boys, look, we spoke a little bit about it last week. We, we obviously sent down our guns, our best of our best. She's a Pearl went down, French Martini went down, Punters Bandit, Corborn Magic. We sent a couple others, Ritzer Piper and Stagger at Lee, and blow the door off. Stagger at Lee's one, uh, the group one Zoom top. And we shouldn't be surprised, really, because Stagger at Lee won the Bold Trees, another group one over the staying distance down in Melbourne late last year. I guess the thing, boys, Corborn Magic came back to New South Wales and and knocked over Stagger at Lee a couple of times. And, you know, if you had to have a bet, which I'm sure plenty of people did last week, you would have backed Corborn Magic uh, inside and out. But Stagger at Lee just flew home. It was a sight to behold. It looked like Corborn Magic was going to win another group race for, for Jody and Andy Lord. And young Jack Strutt, he's only 24 years of age, based in the south of New South Wales. Him and his old man own and own the dog. And Stagger at Lee's just whooshed on by and, and won another group one. So all of a sudden, Jack Strutt wakes up on Monday and he's a dual group one winning trainer. And, as I said, tender age of 24, still at uni, doing great things. And Stagger at Lee's now won over $260,000. So one for New South Wales. We weren't fortunate enough in the other couple of races. The rookie Rebel didn't go to plan at all. And then, of course, in the big one, the Tem Lee, wow, she's fast, just asserted herself as the best greyhound in the land. Boys, it's hard to stomach sometimes. We think the Pearl <laughs> and her were, you know, jostling for the best uh, the best female greyhound in Australia, but wow, she's fast, just it absolutely blew him away again as she does. And unfortunately, the Pearl comes back to New South Wales without a victory down there in Victoria. Yeah, nice, nice. Now, Sunday evening, interesting. I'd, I'd love to go to the, the dogs on a Sunday evening. Bulleye Gold Cup final is on this Sunday evening. And that, is it right, yeah. Simon, someone celebrating their 11th appearance in the last 18 or 19 sure. years? They sure are. That's right, yeah. Uh, Sunday night racing, as you say, 
what better way to spend your Sunday night than down at the track, especially if I think we've got 38 or 37 degrees coming up this weekend in New South Wales. So Bulleye is hosting the Bulleye Gold Cup. Uh, it's worth a bucket load of money, like all our features these days. And Ruth and Daniel Maddock, boys, uh, mother-daughter duo, they will be rugging, rugging up their 11th runner in the final in the last 18 years. So they've got Lend Me Dad going around in the final from box four, the youngest dog in the race. Uh, he's only just turned two years old. Interesting about this guy, boys, for your listeners out there who know Greyhound Racing, he is a three-quarter brother to Wow, uh, whose dog who took all before him a couple of years ago. He's retired now and he's off doing his stud thing. But uh, Lemmy Dad is a really promising young chaser. And Ruth and Daniel Maddox, they just love this race. They race at Bulleye every Tuesday when they can. Obviously, this race has moved to a Sunday uh, because it's a feature. And I'd love to see him win it. They've only won one out of their 10 appearances so far, but this will be lucky number 11, and hopefully Lemmy Dad can get up. There's a couple of good dogs in the race, boys, as you'd expect for a feature. A couple of Victorians, Jungle Panther and Pandero Warrior, they're probably going to start favourites. Lemmy Dad will probably be around that $7, $8 mark potentially. As I said, youngest in the race, only had 14 career starts. But he'll be improved. Last week he was having his first run in a month. He got to the lead, Pandero Warrior, who, as I said, will probably start favourite, ended up overhauling him in the last little bit. But the best part about Bulleye, boys, it's one turn and it's fast. It's really fast and it suits big, strong animals. Uh, so you see the best of the best go to Bulleye. And as I said, a one-track turn, which is a little bit different. Normally, yeah. we then go around the two bends like we will at Wenty Park tonight, like we do every Wednesday. But one, one bend at Bulleye. That's a famous race, and it's been won by some wonderful trainers and some wonderful dogs. So to Ruthie Maddock and Daniel Maddock, good luck with Lemmy Dad. May the best dog win. Yeah, great work. What a great history. Now, you only need one turn, don't you, for absolute carnage. So uh, if you get through that first turn, you're home and hose. Now, Winnie Park, you had two wins there last week. What have we got here this week? Yeah, look, not as confident tonight, but don't let me turn you away from having a bet. Race four is a really good betting race, boys. Richard Donner returns for her run, first run since October. She's six bucks at the moment. Coast Model comes out of the Summer 600 final, $2.50 favourite. Simply Limelight is $3.40, but we're going with Showman Jack. So it's race four, number seven, Showman Jack. He's the one I want to be with. He's about four twenty at the moment with bet 365. Look, he's, he's a bit hit and miss so far this year. Uh but he loves Winnie Park. He's won nine times there. He's going for 10 wins tonight. He's won three of six from box seven. There's a spare lid inside him. I think it all points to a forward showing. And I know John Smart, every time I talk to him, he loves telling me how good this dog is. And I'd love to see him return to the winner's circle. So race four, oh, yeah. number seven, Showman Jack. Then race six, number four, Tommy Cade. This is a youngster on the rise. He's won three of five already. The lid is all very promising. He looks like the best of them. He won over Brother Onyx last week, who's talented. He beat Single Swinger, who um, who's also good. And I think tonight from box four, he can win again. So race six, number four, Tommy Cade. And race four, number seven, Showman Jack. The best bets at Winnie Park tonight. Showman Jack, a bit like our producer, Jack. Yeah. A bit up and down this mm. year. Uh, is, he tiny? is he a tiny dog? Yeah, tiny little dog. Yeah, with small paws. <laughs> He's an enigma. I'll give you the hot tips. <laughs> Same as our Jack. That's right, yeah. Mm. Uh, Thedogs.com.au, the home of everything greyhound racing in, the, in New South Wales. Uh, we'll catch you next week, Simon. Can't wait, boys. There you go. Simon Orchard's uh, on Sports Day. A uh, couple of text sats before we go to the break. Uh, Mick from Margaret River. Hey, boys, loving the show as always. From the Big Bad West, Big uh, Big Bull Bailey, yeah, he played for Australia. Nathan Blacklock, pretty sure didn't get a run. He did. Nathan Blacklock played two games for Australia, but didn't play State of Origin. Nathan Blacklock, but yeah, you're right. 
make absolute rippers. So hang on, how many players? How many players got picked for the Kangaroos without playing Origin? Is that another team? There are, yeah. There's, there's not a lot. There's not a lot, but yeah, Nathan Blacklock is one of them. Is that your phone? By um, the way, I can hear. Joel Clinton. There you go. My former teammate at the Panthers. He played for Australia in 03, but never got picked for Origin. That's another one. Yeah, we could do that. We should do that. Mm. Uh, just on the text, uh, Woogie and Worm, make sure you both watch the front bar tonight on Channel 7. Mick Malloy, Sam Pang and Andy Ma. It's dead set pants, weddingly funny. Yeah, it is Rooster Mars. I think Alfie's on tonight. Is it? No, yeah. was he on last week? No, was he's he on, on tonight? tonight. Yeah. Yeah, it is a great show. Um, yeah. Uh, what else is there? Jack uh, Bondi Jack says, uh, Scott, ask your dad about Big Bill Mullins. I don't think Billy ever played for Australia. It's, of course, uh, uh, the father of uh, Brett Mullins. He's a great player. Powerful, rangy, fast, destructive winger like Growth and Faye. He was on the verge when he broke his jaw on Father John Coots' boot in a New South Wales match at the showground. Mm. He was a great winger, Billy Mullins. One more before we go to break. A lot of people um, having their say. Uh, on the Australian cricket team. Strange Australia didn't bring another pace bowling all-rounder to India and try someone like Aaron Hardy in the dead rubber against South Africa and Sydney. Now they're saying how important it is for balance of the team. Cheers, Toronto Rod. I can't believe how many injured players we took mm. to New Zealand. Mm. I, 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 yeah, anyway. Uh, Jason, uh, I think this is from Manboobs. Hanscom's not up to it as a test bat. No intent. Move on from Warner ASP and Agar, who doesn't spin at all and played in Sydney, must be a net bowler at best. Look, yeah, look Agar hasn't – he took one wicket in Sheffield Shield this year. Mm. It was one for 100 in two innings. Uh, Warner, you just don't know when he's going to deliver. How many times has Dave Warner been written off? Well, the argument is, yes, he got a double century in Australia. Uh, Travis Head probably should have been the player of the, of the series against mm. the West Indies. Mm. Uh, but in saying that also um, – if it's been picked on stats and your form in the subcontinent, yeah. as we said last night, David Warner's form post-2018 overseas has been abysmal. Yeah, look, the dribble that's been sent out by the selectors just does not make sense. Throw that bloody stat machine out and start picking players on form. Mm. That's how you win a test series. Got to go to break. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia Sats. You're going to preview the Brisbane Broncos' chances in 2023 next. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We weren't as proactive as what we wanted to be. We Proactiveness, braveness. You know, being brave enough to to be proactive at the time, so. You're going to have to be brave to be able to get the field to, to the position you want, to be able to rotate the strike, and you're going to have to be incredibly brave to do that, and we're encouraging our players to play that way. So, so you've got to be brave to be proactive, and you've got to be brave to rotate the strike. It's called running between wickets. <laughs> you hit the ball into a gap, Andrew McDonald, mm. and you go, one. When you play it out in like, like the medley that, that Jack and Cohen put together, it's, it's quite amusing. It's very. It's been funny Isn't all it? week. Can we put some backing music behind, like we some should. Benny Hill music behind it. Or 
Hello. Yes, boys. That's it. And there's that's two the of them. Two that's of them. Benny. Oh, there's yeah. two of them at the back. Do you reckon they can do it? Mm, I don't know. No, no, no. I'm struggling a little bit. Hey, Matt Rogers has been on the text tonight. Oh, four five seven seven three six seven three six. Matt, you know you work on the show now. You don't actually no, have to text. No, it doesn't officially. So he's still a listener. Is that what he is? Has he officially signed his contract? Yeah, yet? no, he's all. It's he's all. Done it? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's all. It's locked in the SEN vault. And I love how he puts. He tries to put another moniker like GC Rat, but he doesn't realise oh. his name comes up. That's his rap name. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, okay. GC GC Rat, your dog. Surely Travis Head gets a run. Absolute madness. Yes, Rat. Everyone is saying that. Mm. Incredible. Gout is not an often a topic you see come up. Hey, Sats. Just notice Jay said you suffer from gouts on occasions. Did you ever play while having any attacks? Tim, who doesn't freeze his meat from parks? No, I didn't, Tim, because I actually got my first bout of gout. Oh, I like it. Like that? Yeah, I do. I had my first bout of gout the week after I finished my last game. There you go. I didn't know what it was. I think I know what it comes from too. What? Freezing your meat sats. Yeah. 2023 Mm. season preview of the Brisbane Broncos. They finished ninth last year. On 28 points with a win-loss record of 13 wins, 11 losses with a points differential of minus 36. With six rounds to go, they were in the top four. Yeah. Yeah, they really nosedived. Uh, For whatever reason, Adam Reynolds, losing Adam Reynolds for a period of time there played a huge part as well. Post-Origin, a lot of young players playing Origin and playing a lot of rugby league really... I think fatigued and exhausted them. Well, Cobbo copped that concussion. He was he out did. for a few weeks. He did, yeah. So they lost a lot of key players. And again, just getting used to playing and backing up from representative rugby league, which just takes so much out of you. And you look at that Origin Series last year. I mean, that was physical. That last game, the people dropping like flies, people playing through injury, and then backing up for their club, you know, four or five days or three or four days later, I should say. So will they improve? Yes, I think they will. Now, the biggest bearer of of where they finish will be Adam Reynolds. Yeah. And he's going to miss this weekend because of back soreness or back tightness. And they're just going to try and be precautionary with with trying to limit the amount of game time that he has. And I think that's smart. And this is why South didn't offer him a long-term deal. As disappointing as we were to see him go from South, they weren't sure about the hammies, were they? Yeah, you're right. And I still think he was worth taking a punt on as as the bunnies. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but and the Broncos, don't worry, they'll still do well with him. But it, the question is, how are they going to go without him? Yeah, how do they go if Patrick Carrigan gets injured? Exactly, it's it's identifying that one player that really hurts your side. And for for Parramatta, it's Mitchell Moses, I think. If they lose Mitchell Moses, I think they bundle out of the eight. Now the gains for the Brisbane Broncos, Jock Madden from the West Tigers. Many might think, oh, he's only a young half. He was the captain of one of what they regard as one of the best Australian schoolboys only a few years ago. He's yeah. a really good player, Jock Madden. Uh, they've got um, Martin Topo is the way that he wants to be pronounced now. It's not Topo anymore. It's no, Topo. Topo okay. uh, from the Manly Seagulls. He's going to be a really good signing. And, of course, the big signing, Reese Walsh. He showed on the weekend how important he is. May miss what, round one with a fracture to his, his cheekbone. May play. Now, just to finish off, are they a top eight side? I thought, mm, I'm not quite sure. They may finish ninth again. But I, what I read, when I read out what their possible back line is and the, and the other players they've got in their squad, if they can keep everyone on the field, mm. okay, listen to this back line. Walsh, Corey Oates, Selwyn Cobbo, both on the wings, Katoni Staggs, Herbie Farnworth, one of the best centre combinations, Ezra Mam, one of the most exciting, potentially young 5'8s we've got in the game, Adam Reynolds, 
And in the forwards, you've got uh, we got Kobe Hetherington, who's a future State of Origin player. You've got Blake Moser, who I think w- w- may be one of the best hookers we've seen in some years as well, a young hooker. You've got uh, Patrick Carrigan, Australian player, State of Origin player. Tom Flegler, State of mm. Origin player. Payne Huss, Australian player, State of Origin player. Topo, who's a New Zealand rep, uh, rep Marty Tapao. And Katewell, State of Origin player. That's a pretty impressive lineup. When you look at that on paper, can they put it all together? Can they gel? Can they all head in the same, the right direction? Can they listen to their coach, Kevin Walters, and believe what he's trying to preach to, the, to them as a coach? If they can do that, that's definitely a top eight side. Where do you have them finishing? Well, I've got them finishing in the top eight now. So eighth? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Anywhere I'll, in the top eight? I think they'll play finals. Okay. Yeah. There you have it. Mm. The only thing they don't have there is a tried and tested number nine. True. You're right, and that's so important. But I think if this Blake Moser gets thrown in, I think he's mature enough between the years. Which which um, host Spice Cup teams he played for? South Logan Magpies, which is right. their feeder club. Played yep. against men last year. Uh, went to Kebra Park. Um, he's a really good player, this kid. He is so smart. There you have it. Sats having the Broncos finishing in the top eights. Where do you have them? 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews. Uh, last segment for a Wednesday night. Second last night that we have to put up with Jack. New Farm, Australians through and through. If you're listening in Dubbo, hope you got a pool because you're in for a hot one tomorrow. Top of 35. There's harness racing on Friday night from 6pm and Farmers Markets at Dubbo Visitor Centre on Saturday. Big and early, yeah. yeah. The zoo, of course. Steve? Steve from Steve Dubbo. From Dubbo yeah. Yeah. Michelle, 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 of course. She's in Dubbo as well. Uh, temperature's set to rise to 40. What? Steve, I hope you're all right. Mm. Do you think Steve will just sit in his bath in a pair of undies? Just hydrate, Steve, please. Yeah. You worried about just him? Just in his wife runs. Sitting in a baby pool. New Farm's products are formula with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, Australian through and through. Very quickly, uh, before we do some techs, mm-hmm. very, and I mean very quickly, okay. Jack, yep. Champions League. All right, Champions League, the round of 16 started this morning. It's been a long time between drinks. Why he pointed at you then? Yep, no, that was wow. a serious one. Bayern Munich defeated PSG 1-0. That was um, PSG being at home as well, so a good win for Bayern. Uh, AC Milan defeated Tottenham 1-0. Tomorrow, Club Bruges play Benfica and Dortmund play Chelsea. Is Again, PSG like EPL, MSG or not? Paris Saint-Germain. Okay. Uh, actual club that, um, what are they called when they join together? Damn Amalgamate. It. Amalgamate. Amalgamated club in the 70s. So uh, tomorrow morning in the EPL at 6.30, a top of the table clash between Arsenal and Man City. Will you get up for that? Uh, yeah, I think you have to. Really? Uh, winner will go top of the table. So Arsenal do have a game in hand, but if City win tomorrow, they'll go on top on goal difference. Big, big game because Arsenal have uh, slipped in the last couple of weeks and City are just... They're, they're, they're always right there. G'day, guys. Hey, Jack, thanks for turning the knobs and punching the buttons, mate. Enjoy Ireland. It's a great country where the traditional Aussies are from 
Boys love LinkedIn Lotto and really like the funky music intro as well. As always, great show team. Shotgun Shine from to, listening to HD. That's nice. Thanks, Shotgun Shine. Yeah, there's um, a few there saying. But hang on. But by the way, Cohen made the intro for. Um, well, Steve uh, from Dubbo Lotto. said, Jack, old mate, you're going to be missed. You're all right, kid. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> did he did he put kid? Stay no. hydrated no. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he wrote kid. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, more text messages. LinkedIn worm, you made the same blue a lot of people do. It's not a stop go sign. It's a stop slow sign. I hope you sleep better knowing that. Mm. Stop go. Now, um, Steve at Raymond Terrace, a different Steve. I don't believe the Aussie batters have to find some kind of bravery. I reckon they need to, key word is patience. That's what they always say about playing in India. It needs to be about patience. Unfortunately, we weren't playing sweeps at five for 50, were we? Oh, yeah. Um, Kangaroos are mid at 13. Evening, gents. You guys talking about great players not to play for Australia. Sent my mind wondering and somehow got to this knowing eligibility rules. How is it Tony Carroll played for New Zealand and Australia? Yeah, I, I never I never understood that. Thanks, Michael. Never understood that, Michael. I, to this day, I still don't understand it. I hope someone would... Explain it to me. Uh, Adrian from Rouse Hill, one uh, part of the WAC pack. At least this India series is going to challenge the Australians and be enthralling to watch after arguably the most pathetic summer of test cricket ever. The West Indies were horrible and somehow South Africa managed to lower the bar and be even worse. Mm. Good text, Adrian. I'm thinking about getting Adrian to do my taxes this year. He's, well, Would we Bond, get a discount? No, Bondi Jack. Bondo Jack's officially slowly working his way into being a part of the whack pack. Is he? Because he, he's, he's sticking up for Adrian, sort of saying he's not an accountant. He's a real estate agent. And he played second grade for the Dragons. Mm. Might what, have played what, in the Dungeons Tony and Shield. Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Is that who he... That was good. Thank you, mate. That I've been working on that good. all night. Mm. Uh, any more texts before we go to the last laugh? Brewster Muzz, those cricket upstarts are dead set taking the P. One double five. They smirked and giggled after that crap that they went on with. And what makes it even worse, they've just been lapped. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, now, Sats. I've got, a, I've got a Mexican friend. His name's Juan. Anyway, he's, we've been a little bit concerned about him. He went to the doctor um, and... The doctor figured out what happened with Juan. He's not feeling the best. So the doctor put him on anti-anxiety pills for his Hispanic attacks. That's racist. (laughs) How dare you? Grab a podcast of the show from uh, wherever you get your podcasts from. Spotify, iTunes. Look for Sports Day, New South Wales. We'll take that last bit out. Can we, boys? Sure. Thank you. Uh, This has been Sports Day. We'll be back tomorrow night for Jack's last one.